to a brand new episode of the Chronicles of Black Girl M to the A to the G to the I to the C Magic Series. I'm your girl Taylor Kathy, and I'm back with another episode. Tonight we have a very special guest in the building. She is an author, the owner of a magazine, and she is a mental health advocate. Her name is Candace L. Smith. Candace is the owner of a plus size magazine called Fatabulous. And I'm super excited to have her on as a guest. Being a plus size woman in this world, we need to stick together in everything. And this magazine that she has out is truly amazing. Let me tell you about Candace. Candace L. Smith is the creator of Fat Tabulous Magazine. Fat Tabulous Magazine is a digital publication that promotes, celebrates, uplifts, and spotlights the plus size men and women in everything they do. As a curvy girl, Candace always stuck out as the outgoing, personable, cute, but fat girl. Those descriptions never bothered her because she had a mother who always supported and encouraged her to be the best she could be. She always praised her outgoing and lovable personality and told her never to apologize for her size. Ooh, snaps to mama, snaps to mama. She would often compliment her and other plus-size friends she had, saying how beautiful and well-dressed they always were. This inspired her mother to start a plus-size women's pageant at the beginning of 2009. It was a success, and Candace decided she would write about it. The whole world needed to hear and mimic this exciting event. After doing a little bit of research, she discovered that there were few other organizations around that were catering and promoting the plus-size woman, but not nearly enough. It was then she decided that she would be one of the few to showcase the plus-size woman the way she should be, with confidence, unapologetic, and thriving in the world. A few things she noticed along the way was that stereotypes of the fuller woman, they were often displayed in the media as lazy, poorly dressed, the brunt of jokes, angry, and always eating. Growing up around a lot of beautiful, well-educated, well-dressed, successful, loving, plus-size women, she knew this was not to be true. She herself was not what magazines and television shows portrayed for size for size women to be. This had to change. When she finally decided to officially start Fat Tabby's magazine, she had to figure out how to stand out from the other publications. She again noticed the trend. Other publications only wanted to showcase hourglass figure plus-size women or models. This is what would set Fatabulous Magazine apart. Candace decided to showcase the everyday plus-size woman in whatever field she was in. Every month, Fatabulous Magazine looks to spotlight 10 plus-size 10 plus men and women and celebrate them in whatever they do. This year, their focus will be to spotlight women who have amazing and different weight loss journey stories. Oh, mm. let me tell y'all something. I've been following Fatabulous since the beginning of summer, and every other day, I am, I am, I fall in love with the women that are being praised. Cause it's great to know that we have that type of support out here, and it's one of our people doing it for us. I can't wait to get to know more about Candace, but until she gets on the line, we gonna. We're going to get the episode started with a music break. And it's going to be my girl Lizzo to do the introduction and spread the mood. Lizzo, take it away, baby. Can't wait to hear all about it. She's on the air right now. Everyone, please welcome Candace.
Hey, hello, hello. <laughs> Great to have you on. Yes, I'm excited to be on. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, we've got to set it off right up in here. Welcome to the Chronicles of Black Girl Magic. So great to have you on. How you been? I've been great. I've been anticipating this interview, so I'm excited. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. First off, shout out to you for creating a great platform for us as women. Yes, I am a part of the movement myself. I am cool. I'm a curvy girl, and I'm proud of it. So yes. and just like so oh, I was I was actually one of your top fans all the summer. Oh wow. Oh my uh-huh. god. Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. Mhm. I look forward to your posts every other day. I share them and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm getting my curvy girl fix. Yes. Seriously. Yes. I look forward to that fabulous post every morning. I am your fan. <laughs> Oh, my God, that made me feel so good. Oh, my God, you have no idea how that is really just, I don't know, gives me such a good feeling. Wow. Wow. I appreciate the support, let me say that. And it just, I don't know, it's just like you wonder sometimes with whatever you do if it's really making a difference in somebody's life, no matter how big or small or whatever. So, just to hear you say that, I'm I'm grateful for that. So thank you once again. No problem. No problem at all. Okay, let's get this started. Tell us about your journey in discovering yourself as a person and as a journalist. Well, um, you know, I've always loved to write, first of all. And I've always been a little nosy, <laughs> curious, <laughs> or whatever, just, you know, wanted to ask people questions about themselves. I like to know about people. I like to know why they feel certain ways and why they say certain things or do certain things or whatever. So that kind of came natural. And in high school, um, I did kind of start doing little things, and then um, when I finally did decide to go to college, by then I definitely knew that I wanted to um, be a journalist or whatever, but going to college, um, when I got my first story, it was on a young guy that got paralyzed during a football game, oh. and it had been a couple of yeah, it had been a couple of years since the accident happened, and so they were wanting to dedicate a building to him at the college I was attending, and so I got put on that story, and it changed everything for me because they had gone years, you know, getting used to the new lifestyle, and then I sat before him and his entire family, making him relive it for a story, mm-hmm. and it was hard. It was hard on the entire family. Like, the mother kept wanting to back out, and um, my professor was pressuring me to, like, get the story. You know, you got mm-hmm. to have the backbone for it, and I didn't have the backbone for that type of journalism. So that was mm-hmm. my first and only, <laughs> you know, journalistic type of approach, like, you know, like with news or whatever. I'm like, this isn't for me at all. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. So, you know, from there it just left me feeling like, okay, what next? And then that kind of led into, you know, my mom doing pageants and thinking about, okay, well, why can't we write about this and showcase this? And um, then that led into the magazine. So, mm. That is yeah. interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> um, wow, that is a lot. So, yeah. It's so cool that. So, is is that what drove you to write about Fat write Fat Tabulous magazine? When did you know that you wanted to create a magazine for plus size women? What, how did you come up with the name? Um. Well. Like I was saying, you know, my mom started putting together pageants for plus-size women, and I really felt like, oh, people would love to know about this. But during that Mm -hmm. time, it wasn't like now with social media where you just hop on and put on a flyer show and everybody knows. It's like Mm -hmm. the days of my space (laughs) at that time or whatever. So I was like, oh, it would be nice if, you know, it kind of started off as like the idea of a newsletter, just a way to pass out something to talk about the pageant. And I'm like, wait a minute, I do know of other women that are doing things that are plus size and they're doing big things and they're beautiful. I'm like, I would love to just talk about them, you know, and give plus size women the opportunity to like be glammed up and, you know, have photo shoots and just, you know, feel exciting and feel beautiful. So um, I would look for women that were doing things in the community or whatever and, you know, offer them a photo shoot and the opportunity to interview. And they just always lit up. They always felt so special. They always just, I just love seeing that from them, seeing them feel like, wow, you know, this is exciting, and I get to be in front of the camera, and I get to, like, get glammed up and have people admire me and look at me and stuff like that, so I love giving that feeling. Oh, man, yes, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> now, where was this when I was growing up? Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. And so, yep, so (laughs) that's how I felt. I felt like, ooh, you know, when I look in, like, teen magazines when I was growing up, I Uh didn't see a lot of women of color. That's one. And then, you know, I definitely didn't see any girls that were past a size two. So it was just like, what, what, what is any of this gonna do for me? You know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Because at a young at a young age, like we start to process, like what what is perceived as beautiful, and with having right. that type of mm, everybody comes in different shapes and sizes, and it should be incorporated in every magazine, small, skinny, thick, but it didn't happen. Right. And now in today's world, it's 
It's like us big girls, we get the recognition we deserve. Like, could you? I could imagine what that would do for my confidence when I was a young girl. Because just like you, I grew up with seeing girls in magazines, small. Like, oh, okay, I gotta be like this. But it's like, where are the girls that look like me? Right. Yes, that's the truth. A lot of them didn't look like anybody we went to school with, to be honest. You know, mm-hmm. they're just mm-hmm. like people that, you know, are so far away from the everyday life that it's hard to even relate sometimes. And mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to put out something that, you know, I could see myself in this person. I could see me being this woman, you know, that living life, loving herself, and, you know, mm-hmm. looking nice and having people really just admire and love and respect her or whatever. So, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now tell us a little about the plus-size beauty pageants that your mother your mother used to host. What did she name it? Hey, were you even a contestant? I was not a contestant. I believe I was trying and- to remember what it, what it was called. I believe it was the Miss. Full figure queen pageant, I believe that's what Ooh. it was called. Yes. And um she just would she really was in admiration of me and like a few of my friends that of how we would carry ourselves and stuff. She like, Y'all big girls, that's what she would always say. She would say, Y'all big girls be having it going on. Like y'all really be dressed. You and your friends, y'all go out, y'all look nice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I see a lot of women like that. You know, let's do a pageant. Growing up, she put me in pageants. And so, although I would do okay in the pageants, I would never be in the top because, you know, I'm plus size or whatever. And most of the time, they want smaller girls or smaller women mm-hmm. for the pageants. So, she, you know, was like, well, ask your friends if they would want, if they would be interested. So they were excited about the idea, but my friends didn't necessarily want to be in it. But the more we talked about it with other women, they were super excited. They were so ready. Like, we did it for three years. Well, she did it. I am seated. I host the pageant. I wasn't in it because it's like my mama is putting it together. Mm-hmm. I, I was never in them, but I would host them and introduce the ladies and, you know, all of that stuff <laughs> or whatever. And um, it was really good. I'm still in contact with a lot of those ladies that were contestants, the ladies that, you know, ended up being queen. Um, still, work, I have worked with them since that time. That was like mid-2000s. The early 2000s, like 2006, seven, something like that. So it's been a few mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did the pageant do for plus-size women after that? Well, I think what it really did, honestly, looking back, is it formed a network. And um, like I said, a lot of those women I'm still in contact with, we've worked together on different projects since then, you know, with different curvy women groups. And, um, you know, they're they're still very active in the plus-size community. So 
what it did was kind of just bring us all together. And from that, a lot of other projects were born, you know, from that pageant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did have one of the ladies ever been on the cover of your magazine? No, because even though the idea of the magazine came about around that time, it didn't come into fruition until years later. Because, uh, you know, it, yeah, it just didn't happen like, oh, let's start a magazine and then today it's done. It's like the idea, then, you know, um, research and gathering people and, you know, just the, the whole startup process. So I believe by the next year, I was launching the the pageant was something that was my mom's and um although the idea came through that time it just didn't happen like that. I ended up writing about it for the newspaper in my city and so it it, it did get some attention, you know, from media. So that was exciting. Very nice. Do you remember yeah. some of the comments that you got from it? They were all very positive. Like, honestly, um, before I took my last page down for Fat Tablets Magazine, because it's relaunching in September, um, before I took that page down, the, the article was still up there from years ago, and it was one of the largest um uh, view, largest viewed article that I ever had because, you know, women are always looking for stuff like that, even to this day. So, mm-hmm. you know, although it happened years ago, it still was pulling a lot of views, a lot of comments, and they were very positive. Mm, I'd have to read that article myself. Now, yeah, I'm going to bring it back. I'm definitely out. Mhm, you better. Mhm. <laughs> this this suffering just happiness to me that we're all that all of us are in this together and we're supporting one another in the plus size community. Right. With what that fabulous has brought me, like I'm seeing women who look like me, and it's also giving me more confidence in myself because. I myself, I would, people said I could model, and I'm like, hmm, like, that's a possibility. <laughs> that is a possibility. It is. I tell a lot of women all the time, like, the plus-size community is wide open. It's so much opportunity in, in, in different areas if you want to get into it. You know, you don't just have to model. Yeah. You can do print. You know, there's even acting, a lot of acting rooms that are becoming available. You know, it's just so much that you can do, especially utilizing social media to be a part of the community. So, yeah. Oh, that's definitely, definitely. Um, I know you've heard about her, Miss Lizzo. What do you think about her? Mm-hmm. I love her. You know, I'm a big fan, honestly. I'm a big fan because she did not come out 
you know, the way that I feel like a lot of people expect plus size women to come out. They expect mm-hmm. us to come out mm-hmm. being more yeah. of a Jill Scott type, you know, covered and low key and really, you know, I feel like they expect us to sometimes be more that way. But she came out twerking, <laughs> you know, in her little and uh-huh, it's like uh-huh. it's all over the place with even her sound is so original and so different and I see a lot of people they give kind of mixed reviews on her. But to me she's like an artist that's developing. And just like we give other artists the space and the time to develop, we have to give her that as well. Like give her a time to find her place and carve out her space in this industry and she's really like breaking barriers where a lot of other plus size women and men are going to have the opportunity to come out and shine more of their like original personality instead of what they always want us to be. They either want us to be, you know, a virgin nun or a lazy, mean, precious mama type, you know? <laughs> oh, tell it, tell it, tell yeah. it. Challenges with that has been with 
within myself because it's how I became an advocate was through my own journey. Um, in 2015, I went through a major depression, and I stopped a lot of things. I stopped really doing a lot for the magazine. I was not the way I normally was. It's just like one thing about your mental health, it affects every area of your life. You know, it affects your health. It affects your relationships with people that are in your life. It affects your business, your business relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's something that mm-hmm. cannot be ignored. It got to the point where I had to stop everything and just focus on getting Candice right. And so I started blogging. That led into a book, which led into the other book. And, um, you know, just me seeing a need for more conversation about it. So when I started back uh, up with Fat Tablets Magazine full time, I decided to kind of try to merge those things together. I wanted to, in the past, Fat Tablets Magazine has been a place to showcase women and basically focus on the outer to let people know we're here, we're beautiful, you know, we're caring, we're loving individuals. But at this time, at this stage in my life, I see that there's more to us as women. Um, There are more things that we need to talk about and address. And so now with this relaunch, there will be more conversations about health, more conversations about mental health, more conversations about self-care and loving who you are and really beautifying the inside versus the outside. Mm. Now, if you don't mind me asking this, what was the depression stemming from? Um, a lot of things. It was a, a lot of things dealing with, like I, I mentioned, self-care. That's a mm-hmm. very, very, very important thing, you know, and that was a concept that was just unknown to me. And I did not have boundaries with a lot of people in my life. Um, I did not know how to say no. I did not know how to, you know, take care of me first. Mm. And so that can leave you very drained and, you know, just not able to function properly. And I just feel like, you know how you say sometimes your body shut down? It's like my mind shut down. It's like everything just shut down and I, I was tired all the time, like, to get out of bed, to do the smallest thing. So, like, climbing a mountain. It felt, you know, impossible to even do the normal things that I did, you know, getting up, getting dressed and going out to, you know, wherever. I didn't want to do that, you know. Brushing my teeth was an effort, let alone painting my nails or, you know, worried about my hair and stuff. And it's like when you get to that point, you really do have to stop and look at your life and evaluate everything and say, okay, something mm-hmm. isn't right, you know. So, yeah, it was just basically life and how I was managing it. Mm. Now, did you see a counselor for this or did I you just see 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I saw a counselor. I saw, I've, I've had several, oh, excuse me, I've had several since that time. And I love having that because now I see it like the same way we have a doctor, the same way we as women have gynecologists. You know, mm-hmm. we have our person that we go to for our hair. We have our person that we go to for our nails. You know, we have our person that we go to to help take care of us. So mm-hmm. you need that as well. We have our spiritual mm-hmm. advisors, our pastors, and, you know, people in our life to take care of different areas. That is an area that's needed as well. So I do, I have people counselors that I can call for different things to talk to them about, honestly. So, Who was in your corner during during this time of depression? Um, at that time, honestly, it was my son's father. I have a three-year-old, and um, he introduced me to the first therapy therapist that I went to, which was one that he had saw um, during Mm -hmm. the time that he had a mental health crisis. And so he kind of walked me through it, being non-judgmental and very encouraging because there is a stigma in the black community, you know, where Mm -hmm. um, people look, look at therapy as, oh, you crazy or something is wrong with you and Honestly, it's just a part of life. That's an area of life that we must take care of. And just like we go to the doctor for checkups when we hurt ourselves, we have to do that as well when we experience traumas in our lives. Breakups are traumas. Friendships ending is a trauma. You know, it's a lot of abuse in a relationship is a trauma. The same way if you break your arm, you go to the doctor. Okay, when you lose your job, you move to a new city, that's a time to have, like, a mental health checkup and say, okay, am I okay? You know, what have things changed in my life? Am I changing? Is my attitude, my mood, things like that, so. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go on the topic of friends here because, like, yes, it's very – when we have certain people in our lives – we may think that they're there for good, and at times we're basically letting people walk all over us. What were some of the signs in your friendships? Well, you said that you had a hard time establishing boundaries with people. I'm, I'm not judging. I did that myself. What did you do? Well, what did you – what precautions did you take when you realized that this person was not good for you? Was well, it, you know, was it easy to break off the friendship, or did it take a while? I wouldn't necessarily say that I've had to break off any friendships. You know, I've just had to change the way things were handled in the relationship. And mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I kind of view all relationships the same. I don't necessarily have the levels that we normally have, like, okay, well, this is my family relationship, this is my friendship, this is my male-female, you know, more intimate relationships. I just kind of view them really the same, 
but different. I view them the same as in, like, I have the same set of rules before I can have friendships, and then I have my best friendships. I have my relationships with men and women, and I, or, or with men, and then I have, you know, my family relationships, and those were the people that I sort of didn't have boundaries with because I cared so much about them. So it's like Uh-oh. anytime they need me, drop everything. Anytime, you know, something is going on, I'm involved. And I had to learn how to manage me, you know. And I haven't had to to end any friendships, but I will say sometimes when you give put boundaries and you say no, you know, mm-hmm. it does change things. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've had to end any relationships in my life, you know, because of that. I just feel like things naturally changed just because things are different now. And I'm different, and the way we're handling the relationship is different. So it's kind of to be expected that some people do fall off when you start changing and, you know, um doing things differently and sometimes the relationships get better but sometimes they don't so yeah I'll let you in on my my secret I I myself have dealt with depression in being um basically being a yes man when people needed me Mm -hmm. it was not easy to say no but going through what I went through, mine was like a tornado. Like, everybody asking me for stuff, like, I need this. Okay, I'm there. Do you have money? I'll make sure you're good. Is everything okay? Right. I can be with you. But in the back of my head, I don't want to do this. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, it gets to that point a lot of times with people, you know, where uh, this is, that's what happens when you have when you don't have those boundaries. I look at it like a fence. You know, if I don't have that fence up over my yard, anybody could just come on it at any time, drive up on it. You know, it's like it sets a standard. It sets something there to say, okay, I have to protect this valuable space that's mine. I have to. Mm-hmm. I have to protect it. I have to decide when you in and when it's time for you to stay out it's necessary nobody should just have that access to you where whenever they get ready whenever they feel they can impose upon you you know and um, disrupt things in your life or whatever and it's hard it's hard sometimes and things have been one way for so long, and then it changes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, if you don't, if you don't grow, that's to me where the depression can come in. When you are not changing with where you're supposed to change, you know, mm-hmm. it leaves you sad. It leaves you feeling some type of way because. Okay, you noticing that, hey, I had all of this to do, and I didn't do it. Instead, I said, yeah, when I know I didn't really want to or whatever. It's like just, you know, be honest and just, you know, do the say the things that you know you need to say 
and mm-hmm. if you know the reaction from it is um something unpleasant, then you respond to that and say, "Okay, well, hey, I put my boundary down, you and your feelings or you got upset. That's the problem. Oh. Yes, stick <laughs> on it. Like, that is a problem when that's, you say, oh, you ain't your feelings. That's a, that's just, that's an insult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, is. That's, and it's like, mm-hmm. at that point, do you really value me? Do you really respect me? That's what I, that's what to me it calls into question. It, it calls mm-hmm. into question the respect that you have for me. You obviously mm-hmm. don't have any respect for me if I can't put a simple boundary up to you and say, "Hey, don't do this." You know, you know, mm-hmm. don't this. This bothers me. If it bothers me for you to, to say that, to change, to grow, to be, to do things differently, then maybe this is not the best relationship for us to be in. The best type of relationship. Maybe we need to alter it and change it. So. Mhm. That mm-hmm. has to be done sometimes. Yes. Mm. I had to deal with that from a friend. Well, actually, this was talked about behind my back with um because I run a because I run a podcast. I love what mm-hmm. I do. And this mm-hmm. person who used to be my former friend, she told my friend, "Why is it so important to her?" And she don't make enough money from it. And right. that right there, I'm like, this person does not care what I'm doing. But right. what, when it comes to her, I drop everything. Right. Well, you're not dropping everything anymore. So that, that's probably oh. what the real problem is, is that, you know, you have something that you found that you enjoy and that's important to you, and you people have expectations sometimes in thinking that, okay, you expect the people closest to you to support that and to see your dreams and to love them the same way that you love them, but that's unrealistic yeah. of any relationship, <laughs> you know, mm. even with your children, even with your spouse and people that you're very close with, it's unrealistic of you to expect them to just be gung-ho about everything the way you are. So Yeah, that's where we get we get in trouble. Because mm-hmm. not everybody will see things the way that you see it or how I see it because everybody has their own reaction to things. But there has to be right. a level of respect. Right, definitely, definitely. Mhm, mhm. Cause yeah, with us black women today, we are we're strong and we're very we're about our business. Mm-hmm. And the world already drags us down. But the least everybody else can do, especially other black women who are around us, to support that. You don't have to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I see you, queen. We can be BFFs. Just show that level of respect that you, like, okay, I appreciate you. You do your thing. Right. I, I do love that about the page. I feel like um, the community mm-hmm. that we have is very supportive. It's very, um, 
I don't know. It's just like we do. I feel like I have a a a, a, a group of women that have my back. You know, and when I yeah. post certain things or talk about certain things, they respond and you know um, show love to it, and that's that that's a good feeling. But I'll be honest, it took a long time for me to get there. You know, a lot of times we think that the reason why we're not moving forward in careers and stuff is because of skills and talents, and it really has nothing to do with those things. It just has to do with our confidence and the things that pertain to us personally. So taking time to get those things together has helped me to just trust my judgment, trust who I am, trust, you know, the things that I know is to go forward with it. So. Mhm. Yes. All right. I'm gonna stay on the mental topic for just one more minute. With this new issue that is coming, you're gonna have a mental health section, right? What is going to be it, the advice that you're going to give to our women? Is it gonna be a different well, topic every other month? I, I don't know how it's going to develop. I'm going to start off by just putting a few articles out there. I talk a lot about mental health. I'm dealing, I have a whole other page called Openly Broken on Facebook that's dedicated to African-American women and mental health. And I just advocate for it. I just put information out. Um, a lot of women, you know, re- respond by kind of like sharing their thoughts and stuff like that, different things that they're going through. And so we just have a place to just talk about it. And sometimes that's all we need is just a space to just say, you know what, I'm. what is this depression? How do you know when you have depression without feeling judged? You know, sometimes that's what women need. We just need a space to just share it, to just ask, questions to to wonder about certain things without the fear of somebody like you know calling you crazy or um just just making you feel bad and that was uh-huh. tolerated you know in any space that I have so I'm gonna see how it develops I've been putting a little a few little things out there mental health related on the page and it's been getting a lot of good response. So, you know, kind of based off of that, I'm going to be moving forward with, like, Self-Care Saturday and um, just mm-hmm. opening up a, a live for women to, you know, talk about things, different ways that we can care about ourselves on the inside. And I have some, like, exciting games that we'll play, and I'll give out journal assignments and um I don't know. Just have different, like a little girl talk or something. Mm. I like that idea, definitely. Oh, I also follow that page too. I be, I be sharing all, sharing all the posts. That's fantastic. <laughs> Openly broken are my Yay. main pages that I go to. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my god! Wow! Yeah! Oh my mm-hmm. god! I appreciate that. That, is, that just feels like high praise, like, you know, to hear, you, you know, you say that. That really makes me feel really good. Thank you. I appreciate that love and support. 
and um, nope. I definitely want to want to give it back. You know, we gotta link up mm-hmm. and do some things together. And um, definitely, I love to work yeah. with you because I really I yeah. love what you do. I love, I love this magazine, man. Seriously. Yeah, we can definitely do that. We 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 gonna get it together. I, I'm not even worried about it. We are gonna get it together. Um, you know, yeah, we are gonna work something out because that that's what it's there for. I don't even really say it's my publication. I say it's y'all. <laughs> I'm from the <laughs> south. I'm a little country. So yes, I say it's y'all. It belongs to you all. It belongs to all of the women that need an a space to um, talk about certain things and um, just to show the world how beautiful we are, how beautiful we can be if we're given the opportunity to love ourselves. Mm, I love that. Yes, 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 yes. And Fabulous is doing just that. And I also see that you're coming out with a podcast of Fabulous. If I'm reading that right, right, that is correct. It is. I was um, in the stage of recording. I'm finally in the stage of editing. So those will be launching when the website relaunches, and I'm excited. Though that's the segment that I was talking about, like Beyond the Runway. Off the Rack is another segment where I'll be interviewing um, designers and boutique owners in the curvy and plus size community because so many women are just like, where is this? Where can I find this? I'm like, okay, I'm giving y'all y'all space. I'm giving y'all what y'all asking for. (laughs) You want to know what's out there? This is the opportunity to hear, you know, all of these people share their stories. And um, a lot of them are going to be giving out discount codes. So, you know, the audience will be able to take advantage of that. And um, I'm excited about it. I'm very, very, very excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to tune into that, too. That is, that's going to be that's gonna be a guilty pleasure beyond the runway, especially with her Oh, that's going to be full lead tea. It's real mm-hmm. good because they they really revealing a lot of things. If you really want to get involved in the plus size community, the ladies are really spilling the tea on who to talk to, what you need to do without having to go through that process of finding out, you know, making all of the wrong moves and stuff like that. So one thing I let everybody know, like you've got to be revealing when you come on and I interview you, you got to share, you got to talk about it. We can't, you know, even the not-so-good things. So there are some things uh-huh. that we we'll talk about. Yeah, you know, it's always drama lurking around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, some of that gets revealed as well. But, you know, um, it's not messy. We're not spilling tea, making a mess. We just, you know, spilling a little tea, tap here, clean it up, you know, move on. <laughs> <laughs> All that is nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and you got to be willing to reveal everything on the air. Well, not everything, but you have to talk about the good and the bad. Look, there ain't nothing wrong with being right. naked. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. That's what I say. It is what it is. This is 
you know, the fact is is that this is a, a community of women that are coming together with different personalities, different backgrounds, and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, of course, you know, there's going to be some issues and things that we just need to kind of have a space to talk about and work out and stuff like that. So I really wanted to stay, you know, in that realm of it being a place for that, for conversation to happen. Mm-hmm. I can't right. wait for this. Yep, mm-hmm. so that's, that'll be starting in September. So we got to do something for the relaunch. We can do something together for the relaunch. And um, I would love to um, have you on as well and, you know, do a feature story on you. Who are you?
curvy designers out there that are very innovative. Diva's um, big. Oh my God, I am Diva Big is a designer from my hometown that's getting ready to be um, in Paris Fashion Week. And um, I don't know, it's a lot of exciting things happening. There's a lot of designers out there that I want to wear, but um, it's like I don't go nowhere. I'm a mom. I'm home. <laughs> I'm going to school at mom, so. <laughs> look, even mom got to look fly. Come on. I mean, I, I like being fly. I like being cute, but I like being comfortable more than I like right. all of those Friday. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, I try to just, like, I like to just be comfortable going to the grocery store. <laughs> or whatever, so. <laughs> Well, I'm a Rainbow Girl, too. I shop there 24-7 because all my other stores got closed down. That's always my number one store to get clothes from. Right, right. I even like Ashley Stewart, even though I still haven't bought nothing from there. I need Mm -hmm. to. I just got to have a book for it. Yeah, definitely. They are very um, fashion-forward to me. A lot of things that they're putting out now is um, really fun. It looks really fun. It looks, you know, comfortable as well. It looks, the fit looks nice. I post a lot of their stuff that I like. I post whatever I like. I don't really have any favorites or play favoritism with different people and stuff like that. I like to present what's out here for everybody to see, and then you all get to determine how good it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's us that's wearing it. And we 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 buy it, but it all determines, like, how we wear it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. And it's women. I, I love showing the women that are buying the stuff versus the models. I like showing the models, but I also like showcasing, you know, just regular women that have purchased the designs and they're going out to their events and stuff like that. So, ladies, if y'all have pictures and they want to submit them, you definitely can. I do shout out 5 or $10, $5 for the story and $10 for a post to showcase it. And um, a lot of models get good recognition. They get good feedback from that. They get, um, you know, they've gotten opportunities. I'm doing that, so um, I do like to show that because it just gives like that everyday woman feel. Mm. Very good, very good. Now, with this new relaunch and with the shout-out, would you pick one of the women that sends in photos to be on the cover of your magazine? Well, you know, when I'm a woman's they hear magazine. I'm not in print, so it won't necessarily be like a cover. It would be like you would be on the cover of an article. You know, it would be. You know how you see Facebook and basically you're scrolling and it's an article or something, and it has that picture, and you click it, takes you to the website or whatever. So it would be like that. And mm-hmm. I have chosen some women to work with based off of that, based off of them just submitting certain things. I'm looking for 
are trying to get a network of women that want to, you know, um, be published and that I can call on and say, hey, I have this article about breaking up or secret relationships. Can you put something together? Can you, you know, take some pictures that would show that? And so they can submit it that way and be a part of it. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So that way they're constantly working and they're constantly, you know, getting exposure and things like that. So I'm looking for different ways to network and work with different people in the community. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you are looking to change the game within the magazine field? I, I don't even even think on that level, and maybe I should, because people have been saying some crazy things lately. I noticed that I guess that they do see the success of things and see how. Fabulous. 
if I have yours who are plus size women, they're going to they're gonna love this. This interview. Wow. Wow. Well thank you. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for your support. Thank you for what you're doing. Just I'm I'm excited. I feel like I have a new um, connection that's going to be um, long-term and that's going to be very fruitful. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Oh, yes. I'm excited about it, too. Yes. We got a new connection going, and, yes, there's going to be plenty of fruit. There's going to be bananas. There's going to be strawberries. There's going to be oranges. There's going to be grapes. <laughs> there's going to be mangoes. Yes. And even some pears, even some pears and peaches. Yes. Well, well, peaches is our signature for for us big girls. It's like, yes, definitely mostly mm-hmm. going to be peaches. Peaches and cream. Right. Right. And yes. <laughs> y'all, you heard, Candice, that there's going to be a relaunch of Fat Tabby, so be on the lookout for that. And follow her on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter, yes. All right, Twitter. And as this episode is going to be available on Apple, Spotify, wherever you stream from. Personally, I like to stream from Spotify to my to my, my channel, my baby anchor, wherever you hail from in Tampa to the United States. I y'all are gonna love this episode and I thank you again for coming on and spreading your black girl magic with me. And now with everybody. Now, I'm going to have some more news out for you guys this week. If I get some more news on our Kelly's funky ass, you're going to know about it <laughs> on the next Let's talk, talk About It episode. But, yes, this has been the Chronicles of Black Girl Magic. I bid you good night. Good night, y'all. <laughs>